listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Uh, We're going to jump into this today, and uh, I want you to get your Bible out and get something to write with, uh, because you're going to want to take notes for sure. God wants to bless your family without question. God wants to bless your family. Just put it up whenever you have it, Ed, and I'll, I'll call it out. Um, no question, God has a plan to increase your family, to heal your family, um, to deliver your family from issues. No matter what you're going through, what the devil has tried to do to attack you, God has a plan to bless you, yeah. has a plan to touch you and increase you. And today we want to deal with this thought process of how to cultivate the anointing in your home or how to fill your home with the anointing. Very, very important to fill your home with the anointing of God. And I want you to understand that just because you're a Christian, it does not mean that you have cultivated an atmosphere of the anointing in your home. I know many Christians that there's an atmosphere of depression in their home or fear in their home or fighting and and anxiety in their home or, or sickness in their home. And so you have to be the one that cultivates an atmosphere of the anointing in your home. You've got to take those steps. You've got to make that happen by your obedience to the word of God. And so we want to cover some things here from the very beginning, uh, but but no question. I want to say this right off the bat. There it is right there. Thank you so much, Ed, for doing that. If you're on Cash App, uh, it's, and, and I'm going to just copy and paste it for those so that it's, so that it's everywhere. Um, if I can even, yeah, they let me do it. I want to copy and paste that because I, I do want you guys to that is, there it is. I posted it. Uh, for Cash App, it's dollar sign Ed Vargas 261. And for PayPal, it's paypal.me forward slash soul winning. It's actually amazing to me, Ed, that you were able to get that uh, URL for PayPal. No one else had soul winning. I can't, I, I can't even believe that. So listen, if you guys feel uh, in your spirit to do it, and I encourage you to, sow a seed to Brother Ed and his wife, uh, Millie, as they're ministering, um, really all over the world. And right now they're having phenomenal crusades, people being saved and healed. Uh, So take a minute and do that. God will bless you for it. Um, What I want to say right off the bat is this. One of the, I would say this is the foundational baseline thing. If you're taking notes, number one, write this down. In your home, it has to be a God first mentality. Has to be a God first mentality. That's number one. If you're taking notes, somebody put it in the comment section. Number one key, make it a God first mentality in your home. God first mentality. And uh, I want to start by reading um, from Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. And this is a verse that you know very well, but it needs to be said again. Matthew chapter six and uh, the 33rd verse. Listen to what Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, Jesus is teaching that. God first mentality in your home. It's a put God first mentality. And we live that way. 
My wife and I live that way. It's always God first. It's never us first. It's never the kids first. It's never vacation first. It's never anything else but put God first. This attracts the blessing of God to your home without question. It attracts the mighty blessing of God to your home. And you have to see, that's, that's a really nice catchy thing to say. You know, well, I'm a Christian. I put God first. A lot of people can say that. But one of the things you have to realize is that talk is cheap. And it's not about if you say it. It's about if you actually do it. You know, it's like, I'll give you an example. It's like everyone in America knows how to lose weight. We know what it takes to lose weight. But the majority of, of Americans don't do that. Because it's one thing to know how to do it. It's another thing to actually do it. And so we we might know how to put God first, but that doesn't mean that we actually put God first. But, it, but one of the things we have to know is that if our home is going to be filled with the anointing of God, it's because we've put God first in our homes. And there's a few ways that we're going to do that. We'll talk to you about it here. But one of the things that we always do is ensure that God's word is put first in our home. Yeah. Not just reading it, but obeying and employing it. But let's talk first about reading it because it is important to have a life. You let, let me just say it this way. You can't obey instructions that you don't know. Bottom line. You can't obey instructions that you don't know. So if you're taking notes, put that in the comments. You can't obey instructions you don't know. So we have a lifestyle that we cultivate of reading the word of God. That's kind of one of the things I always um, tell Madeline. I'm like, you have to know what the word of God says. Because, I mean, for a lot of people that are watching, we've been in positions where we doctrine of the word, whether it comes to healing or prosperity, we, we just heard something. And sometimes you think, oh, that sounds good. But if you don't know where to study it or know where to look it up or understand God's nature and what the word of God says, you're going to believe wrong doctrine your whole life. And the longer you believe something wrong, it makes it hard to switch your mind over to something else. Because if you decided, well, I'm not going to read God's word. I'm just going to go on Sunday, listen to the message and go home and never do any studying to see if it's really what's in the word of God. Because you got to know, not every church you go to is saying the correct thing from the pulpit. Absolutely. And so when you, I mean, there's plenty, plenty of times over my life where I've been somewhere and I've heard something. I'm like, I, I don't think so. Like I've read that somewhere. Let me go back and study it because I knew from reading and, and getting into the word of God. So that's one thing I'm big on teaching our kids is like, Maddie, we have to know, a, take, pick a topic and know what the word of God says about it because you'll come again sometime in life where someone's going to say, well, God doesn't really heal or you're going to have to go through something to um, experience his healing. And yeah. she's going to be like, uh, absolutely not. This is what the <laughs> word of God says. And that's even what I instill in Brooklyn. She's just now learning to read. And I'm trying to get through in her mind the importance of reading. Yeah. And one of my examples to her is not, oh, you need to be the best reader because of this. Oh, or you're going to do this because of school. My first example to her was Brooklyn. You need to know to read because you have to learn to read the word of God. I was like, if you don't know to read the word of God, somebody mm -hmm. can tell you anything and you're going to believe That's it. That's right. Because you've never read it. That's right. You know, that was the problem. You know, you go back all the way to the Reformation 
You go back to the Reformation when Martin Luther nailed his thesis to the to the door. You know, one of the problems that we had back before the Reformation was that the average person could not read the Bible. It had to be read to you and interpreted for you by the priest. You know, you, you, you couldn't do it yourself. And for them to translate, I mean, think about it. For them to translate the Bible from Latin into German, into like a, a language that the average person could understand, a massive deal. And there was massive persecution for it. You know, obviously, uh, if you if you don't understand anything about or, or don't haven't read anything about the Reformation, understand the Protestant Reformation. One of the things as we broke away from Catholicism into Protestantism, uh, which you know was just people that were protesting uh, what the Catholic Church was doing, there was all kinds and still are things happening that are just manipulations of God's people. You know, where you pay money or give money for the dead or for those that have already died and, you know, all these different things that you're, it's just ways to to get money uh, for the Catholic church. And, you know, there was no uh, teaching on, on salvation through, it was by works and not by grace through faith as Martin Luther had that understanding and, and uh, that revelation that, you know, salvation's not by good works. It's by grace through faith. And so the reformation took place. And, and one of the mass, massive things that happens is, is that people have the word of God in their own language so we can read it ourselves. I don't have to depend on a priest to read Latin to me and then interpret for me what the Bible meant when it said that, or you know, if something was really even part of the Bible, you know, as the Catholic Church was using the apocryphal books to add in doctrines that would just basically allow them to take more money from the people. It's a manipulation. So even I thank God for the Reformation in the fact that we were able to then get the Word of God in our own language. Do you realize? Go back and read. Uh, the history of what happened. The devil doesn't want you having the word of God. Go back and read the crazy persecutions that happened to, uh, you know, Wycliffe and, or however you want to pronounce it, Wycliffe or Wycliffe, uh, Tyndale, others that produced the Bible in the known language of the day and how they were persecuted and how they were tortured. I mean, it's the devil doesn't want you to have the word of God yeah. in your own language. And we're blessed today in America to have so many English translations of the Bible. It's crazy that the average household probably has like 12 Bibles in it and it doesn't get read by most people. I could break, I could actually bring in here, I have the Barna study uh, printed paperback from the Bible in America, all the statistics that were done. And it shows you how many Bibles the average American home has in it. And how many minutes a day or days a week the average Christian spends reading the Bible, it would blow your mind. But understand, we've got to be people of the word of God. People who understand, know, and read the word of God. You can't obey instructions that you don't know. Not to mention, I want you, I want you to see this with me. I want you to look at the Gospel of John. Did you have another verse you were going to read? Mm-hmm. Gospel of John I chapter 6. I want you to, you to read it in the New Living as well. I'm going to read it in the ESV. Listen to what Jesus said regarding his own word. John 6, 63. In the ESV, it says it this way. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you, they are spirit 
and they are life. Read it in the New Living. What does it say? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So you see that? Everything in this Bible was inspired by the Holy Ghost. This is an inspired, inerrant collection of the words of God, breathed out of the mouth of God. Um, so I want you to understand that when you're reading the word of God, it is life. It is a life-giving spirit that's coming into you as you read it, as you take it into you. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, you want to go there? As you read it, as it comes into you and your family, your children, this is why it's important. Why do you think we launched Miracle Word Kids? Not just to have another thing uh, uh, to do uh, with your kids or another ministry for us to have. It has nothing to do with that. We have enough work as it is. We are sowing this as a seed into the children because the children need the same life-giving virtue that comes from faith in the word of God that we have, especially in this generation with all these things going on through our culture and society. And they're pushing, you know, transgender, uh, you know, um, transitions on on people and all this stuff on kids. We were watching a show the other day. Our son was walking around with the iPad watching that show. Oh, it was a new show. A cartoon. And the and the little girl said something about I don't know. Maybe she liked this little I don't even know how it all all I heard was was like she was flirting with the little boy. I was reading (laughs) at the, the bar counter and I heard this boy go, I don't think you realize this. But I'm gay. And I was yeah. like... A cartoon. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I went over there. And, you know, you don't have to freak out about these things. I just simply tell, told my son, you know, not everything we watch in and hear is for us. Yeah. So, at, even at three, you can raise your kids this way. You don't have to go into panic mode. Right. You just stand your authority. I just... In a regular tone, like I'm talking now, I said, hey, Teddy, not everything's for us to to watch in here, and Mommy doesn't like this show, so let's watch something else. Okay, just clicks out of it, and we never go back to it again. So that's just a side note. Don't get into panic mode because you hear something and and thing like that. Just simply talk with your kids and let them know this is not what we allow in this family. This is not what we allow in this house. We have to be careful what we see, be careful what we hear. Yeah. And I'm telling you, one of the things that's ridiculous is that they're pushing those things. But they have that thing I I posted the other day at Target. It's called Creatables Mm -hmm. and it's a doll set that comes neutral. Right. And it comes with boy hair and girl hair, boy clothes and girl clothes. Because you can decide. Right. You can switch around and You can see. put girl and hair see. on it, but boy clothes. I understand that you are can think and be like, Carolyn, that's no big deal. You get one doll for the price of this and you can make it a girl. It's just like having a girl Barbie and a boy Barbie. But you have to understand, it. they're, they're getting that in to your mindset right. that it's okay. If, yep. if if you don't think it's a big deal, just go buy your kids a boy Barbie right. and a girl Barbie and leave it at that. No, that's exactly the, what it's Obviously, to be. the whole reason they made the doll was so that you it, could put boy hair and boy features on it and exactly, girl clothes. But you get that the mindset that it's okay to switch. It's not okay to switch. 
Yeah. Girl's it, born a girl and a boy is born a boy a boy is born a boy and that's exactly the way it's supposed to be left. And and, and I'm telling not you, confused. It's, if God you don't, was not confused when he made the sex of the baby inside the belly. If you don't think that there's an attack that's trying to come against our generation of children right now, that's trying to you look at the cartoons we just mentioned, the dolls we just mentioned, they're coming into public schools in the UK and in America doing sex talks with kindergartners teaching them how to best touch themselves so that it feels good, uh, using little pillow, if you didn't see this, pillow stuffed uh, to look like genitals that they have like a, a, a show and tell. Every time you, talk uh, about you know, it. if you don't think that there, I, I, was, I was at the mall the other day in a popular store, a well-known store, I posted on Instagram, and they had a hoodie and a t-shirt they had a, you know, making it look like it's fun and funny. All these kids and the one, the one kid's laying in a pentagram on the ground with candles around him and the other kid's standing over him and the caption on the t-shirt and the sweatshirt, let's summon demons. But I like mean, real sweet, like the Dick and Jane Yeah, it looks like the Dick the and little, Jane's. With the little do- yeah. bear yeah. and the little frilly socks. And at the top it said activities for children was the, was the thing on the shirt. And then it said in big letters, let's summon demons. So if you don't think Wake up. that there is a, an attack trying to come against your home, against your children, against our generation, then you've not, you've not looked at what's going on in the last however many years, two decades, three decades, all the way back to how America has changed since they took prayer out of schools. And there's an attack. The devil doesn't rest. He's coming against you. And so you can't rest. You have to be consistent in in in, in cultivating an atmosphere of anointing in your home yeah. and refuse to allow your children to be taken into this generation. Refuse to allow your marriage to be taken into this generation, your mind, your finances. You've got to start with the baseline of we put God first. We always put him first. And the first thing you need is his word. I say it's the first thing even before church because if all you do is go to church for an hour and a half, two hours a week and you hear that one, imagine what your body would look like if you only ate for about an hour and a half, two hours a week. That's it. You had one meal a week and that's all you got. One meal for a day, not three meals, not one day. Let's just say you only did breakfast on Sunday and that was all the food you got for the week. Your body would be emaciated. Because you're not designed to eat a meal once a week at all. And so if your spirit man is only eating one meal a week, then your spirit man's emaciated. I always picture from the Little Mermaid. Remember those little (laughs) grass things that were like shriveled up or what were they? Were they like... Ursula took little mermaids and made them in her garden. They were like little plants. But they look like little... Yeah, she like like stole their soul. I literally picture that as people's spirit man's. Yep. That don't get fed the word of God. They look like that little, I yeah. don't know. But that's what it is. Your, your spirit nothing. man is emaciated. It literally wasting the away. Brain. The weakness of your spirit is, is, is there because of a lack of su- substance and nutrients. The word of God is spiritual nutrients. It refers to itself as not only water, but milk and bread and meat and wine and honey. All those things are referred to, the word of God is refers to itself as those things. And so you need to understand it is supernatural sustenance for your spirit man. Yeah. And if you don't have it, your spirit man is going to become weak, 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 weak. And then you end up fighting battles and you lose them because your spirit man's too weak to fight. And, and, and this is just a side thought because I was thinking, you know, when I grew up, 
you're taught how scary the devil is, right? You're like, I, I couldn't do Halloween because it was Satan's day and they're coming out. And Satan's the, day. And then, and then you're taught all this stuff and you got, you know, the witch's invitation by Carmen and the Ouija boards. But it's like, they, they ha, has no power over us as a believer. So when I speak of... The veil the, is the thinnest on Halloween. <laughs> when I speak of the enemy and the devil to my kids, it's never like, you know... You gotta watch out. Stay away and watch out. Because, you know, then kids start thinking, well, is the devil gonna like pop out and, and overpower me in, in a situation? It's always taught in our house. He has no power. That's right. You're stronger. He's puny. He's weak. Ne- and I, we always teach him like, you never have to be um, tripped up because we've already won. It's going to throw out lies and deceit that, you know, make you think that it's greater than it is. But we always have to remember, you know, build up your children, build up yourself knowing that we are the strong man in this situation. When you realize you're the strong man, it, it's so minute. Now, you be careful and you don't put your kids around this stuff like the sweatshirts and it's not a game that way. Demons are real. But we have the power and the victory over every every situation that they're involved in. That's exactly right. Uh, Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, speaking of the word of God, listen to this. Uh, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. That's right. The word of God is life and healing to your entire body. And so you have to understand, yeah, that's exactly right. Pastor Kim Gibbs is saying some children are blessed to, to even be in a Christian home to help them navigate through yeah. the trash. That's exactly right. Uh, and so you have to, even what she's talking about, even when, if you're watching this and you are, um, you know, maybe you're volunteering at your church as one of the children's workers or teachers in the classes, don't take that for granted. That's, that's the only spiritual life many of those kids are getting for the entire week. You know, it's not a time of babysitting until the big service is done. It is ministry to those children. It's ministry to those young lives that otherwise are not getting uh, anything from the Lord, from their parents, not getting it. All they see is fighting. Children, teachers at church, it's a massive platform for you. Mm -hmm. Never, Like he said, never look at it as... I'm just going in. I got a group of kids to teach. Yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. Some of like, them, it's all they're getting for the week. As if you are the lead pastor of the church. Yeah. Take it, study, pray, go in there, pray with the kids, teach them the word of God. And, and I mean, like like you said, it's the one time some of these kids I mean, are imagine getting it. They go a home, seed sown into them. They go home to an unsaved household where the mom and dad are dropping F-bombs at each other. And then they have to go to public school, which is even worse than that. Then they hang with unsaved friends, unregenerated minds, unregenerated spirits. And it's just as, as Sister Kim said, it's just trash 24-7. So when they come into the house of God, it is their opportunity to be imparted to and to receive supernatural life and health and strength for their spirit, man. It is a vital time in the formation of a child's life to receive that. I can remember even kids that I grew up with, even in public school, 
didn't come from Christian homes, none of that. But they remembered when we were kids and went to the, you know, the town VBS together and remembered those lessons and remembered those things they had taught to them at a VBS. I as can kids. remember to this day a handful of um, kids' teachers that I've had growing up. To mm-hmm. this day, things they taught me, totally. what I learned in their class, an impact that they had on my life. Yeah. No question so, about it. it it's it, a big deal. That's exactly what it is. And you have to put God first and put God first in your home. You have to make up in your mind. You might be watching this and you might be uh, in a home where maybe you're you're saved, but your husband's not saved. Or maybe you're watching this and you're a husband, but your wife is not serving the Lord, which is less common. But you, you have to make up in your mind, until my spouse is saved and serves the Lord, I'm going to be the beacon of Holy Ghost light in my house to ensure that my children are raised in the power of God. And you've got to be the one who walks in love. You've got to be the one who walks in wisdom. You've got to be the one that sows the seeds. And just make up in your mind, I refuse to let this world have my children. I refuse to let this world overtake my home and be the one who brings the power of God into your home. So number one, it's reading the word of God. Teach your kids to read it. You read it, ingest it, quote yeah. it, confess it. They're going to do can. what they see you do. Right. Be so the if, example. If you're the only one that's harping on them to read the word of God and you're getting frustrated because they don't have a desire to do it, make sure you're looking at yourself mm-hmm. and are you waking up and reading the word of God? Right. Are you spending time with the Lord? Do they see you crying out to the Lord in prayer? Right. Do they see you praising and dancing around the house? That's exactly it. What they see you do, mm-hmm. they will mirror. Absolutely right. And so number one, you make the word of God preeminent in your home. It is the number one thing. We don't do things that contradict the word of God. One of those things, and let's just get to this because it's, it needs to be talked about. One of those things that we do not do is uh, skip church. <laughs> because the Bible says in, in uh, Hebrews 10, 25, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the custom of some. But as you see the day of the Lord approaching, gather all the more. Let me read it to you from the ESV. Hebrews 10, 25, the Bible says, don't neglect to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one as you see the day of the Lord drawing near. So understand something, that the Bible commands us to assemble in the house of God. It's a command, not a suggestion. We are commanded to assemble together as believers in the house of God. The sad thing is, is that the statistics tell us now that the average Christian chooses one Sunday a month to attend church. That's why Easter Sunday is usually the biggest of the year and the the week after Easter is the lowest of the year. Why? Because all of the Christians that go to church chose to go on Easter and that was their Sunday of the month and then the next Sunday almost nobody comes. It's sad. We're not supposed to be a one Sunday a month Christian or a two Sunday a month Christian. You should be in church every single time the doors are open. If they've got a Sunday morning and they've got a Wednesday night, you need to be at both. Don't say, well, you know, brother, I got to work. Work is not as important as putting God first. I would, Even when I was working secular, I would not take a job 
that didn't allow me to attend church on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. You you don't have me. I'm not I'm not doing that. Um, when I was in high school and played sports, I told my coaches, "Sorry, if you if you schedule any practices on a Wednesday night or any games on a Wednesday night or anything on a Sunday, you're not going to see me there." And they penalized me for it. I took the penalty over skipping the house of God. Why? Because God's house is more important than sports. Travel baseball, travel football, travel soccer, more important than swim team. It's more important than dance team. It's more important than acrobatics. And it's more important than any other thing your kids are involved in or you are involved in. Let me say another thing that's a caveat here. Not a caveat, but an an, an addendum. Is if you are on vacation, you should still be going to church. (laughs) Let, let, Let me just say this. I'm answering that now, Matt. Uh, if you are traveling and you are on vacation, just because you're on vacation, you don't take a vacation from church. I mean, I don't know why people think, well, brother, we're on vacation. We actually, taking a vacation from the house of God. When we go to book something, we, like Sunday is so like involved in that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I go to book something, I'm like, wait a second. If travel days on this day would be coming back here, if this is the only time we can do this and it's during a Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, we need to find a church within that location. Right. Um, okay, I'm going so to Orlando. Search. I'm going to Orlando. We're going to go for a vacation to go to whatever, uh, Disney World or something. Okay, what churches are in Orlando? It's not like Orlando has a drought of churches. Because I it's understand packed. some people can't go during the week. Not every job gives you off. I, I understand that. But you still have to belong to the house of God because you have to go down the assembly line when you think about this and think, you know, who got you your job? Right. Who gave you your brain to be gifted in your job? Right. Who, you know what I mean? So go down the assembly line and it all trickles trickles back to Jesus. And so you can't think, well, um, I'm paying for this vacation. I got this with my own two hands. I provide for my family because then it's wrong thinking. Right. Everything you have is because of the Lord. Right. Everything you have belongs to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So when you have that um, mindset, the rest of it becomes easy. Right. This is how we have to do. We have to switch our mindset to putting what we're saying first, where everything else gets planned around the main thing. Yes. The main event, the main thing. What is the main thing? And then everything else gets planned around it. Do you know when they used to when they used to build cities and towns when America was being founded, they would build the church building first. Yes, Maddie, in the just center that. of the of the town or in city. School. And everything else would be built out yeah. from the church. The church, even back then, the founders understood the thing that makes a town, a city, a nation strong is the church. Build the church first. Putting church first is the key. So no matter where you go to vacation or whatever, find a church. It's not hard to find a spirit-filled church in a city online. Most of them are employing SEO tactics on their website. If you just type in spirit-filled church Myrtle Beach, you're going to find one. Spirit-filled church Orlando. You're going to find one and go to it and take your kids to it and let them know. Because understand this, what you're actually doing is you're showing your kids, yes, we're on vacation, but that does not mean we neglect the house of God just because we're on vacation. We do it. It has to be number one. God's house is 
his priority. He wants you in a place. Pamela said she, she learned that in city planning. It's exactly right. God wants you in the place that he's designed to build your faith and to encourage your spirit and to raise you up as a believer. So number one, you've got to make the word of God first, which means you make church first because the word of God commands you to never forsake or throw aside your assembling with other believers in the house of God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't care how good your kid is at a, at a thing. There, you should never skip church. God will promote him. I was a state championship God. basketball player, and I told the coach, I'm not coming. God will I'm not, promote them no matter what. I'm not in the NBA today, but I still serve the Lord today. It was a big difference. People think their kids are going to be go pro and all this stuff. It's like, and, bro. And the thing is, they they very well may be pro material. Most likely not. <laughs> Most likely not. Your kid's not going pro. Just going to be honest with you. But it doesn't matter <laughs> if they are that material. They'll still get to of what's course. designed for of them. Of course that God they will. has favor over their life to you get You think there. God's going to let you fail because you put him first? You think he's going to let I'm you right. miss out? So that thinking is no. so skewed. He's not going to let you miss out. They're like, you know, he's so good. She's so good at this. I've got to. And and it's absolutely wrong. Yeah, it's ex- exactly right. God's not going to make you miss out because you put him first. His hand of blessing. AJ, you could probably shoot a ball over the mountains too. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's it's just, it's true. I'd throw a pig skin over the mountains. Um, but it's true. You've got to put God first. He's got to be preeminent in your life. Um, The third thing I want to talk about. So number one was the word of God has to be first. Number two, you have to declare church is going to be our uh, uh, regular habit. We're not going to just pick and choose, uh, you know, when we're going to go to church. But Good job, Pam. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the The third thing that I want to focus on is this, because we do it. And listen, let me make make a, a statement here. I had someone ask me today via text. We never tell people, I never counsel people, we never tell people to um, neglect medical care or neglect medication or anything like that for any reason. Uh, it's not our business to try to tell people what to do or not to do medically uh, or with a doctor, a, a healthcare provider, medication that you're already on, whatever. Because not remember this, not everybody's at the same level of faith. And so it, it, it's, it's, it'd be a foolish thing to do. As you're doing whatever wisdom says you should do, continue to pray, continue to believe. What I do personally is not what I'm going to tell every single believer to do. I've been in this uh, lifestyle of faith for my entire life. Grew up in a home of an evangelist who preaches healing and faith. I grew up in it since I was a baby every single night hearing the word on that subject. I understand not not everybody's at the same level of faith. However, we should look to God as our help. The Bible says that when we we look to men as our help and, and say only men can help us, that there's a curse that comes upon our life. That when we we look to when we look unto men rather than looking unto God, the Bible says someone who does that turns their back on God and, and it brings a curse upon their life. In our home, 
And you can get to this level. Of course you it's, can. It's it's the increase of the word in your life, the revelation of verses that you read. Yep. So like even though he's saying you might not be at this level, you can get you to can it. Absolutely and that's why we're here to encourage you and give you the word of God no to question. get to that level. Yeah. And it happened Carolyn, you know, got to that place. When we were younger in marriage, we had two issues with our daughters being in the uh intensive care unit and just being being in the hospital. And we got sick and tired of being in that position. And uh, I said specifically in my in my spirit, because it happened and with Maddie, was, and it happened with Brooklyn. And they were healed with no medication. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, for me, was it's not going to happen again. Right. I made up in my, my, my mind, I'm not going to sit in a hospital with Teddy. I'm not going to go to an ICU with Teddy. It's not happening a third yeah. time. And, we and actually Carolyn, laughed on the way to the hospital with Brooklyn. You're in the back seat holding her. Jacksonville, going, ha, Florida. Ha 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 ha. Just like Brother Hagen yeah, used to do. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it's just it, it's it's ridiculous. You have to build yeah. your faith and just declare, I'm not having it happen in my home. Yeah. I refuse to let it happen in my home in Jesus' mm-hmm. name. You build your faith, you build your revelation on healing through the word of God, through preaching and teaching, already and declare it's not staying in my home in Jesus' name. So we put healing first before. Uh, anything else. You know, my, my wife and I, one of the things is that we've got it to our, the place where our kids now, our kids have that understanding. And instead of coming to us and saying, mommy, I don't feel good. Can I have an aspirin or can I have an Advil or can I have an Advil or whatever they may say? They'll say, can you pray for me? Will you pray for me? My stomach hurts. My head hurts or whatever. I don't think they know what Tylenol you know, is. To right. Be yeah. <laughs> but that's their, that's their question that's because their we're training to. them. Would you pray for me? Daddy, pray for me. Mommy, pray for me. Why? We're building an understanding in our children that God is first and his power is greater than anything else. I don't, it's no issue for me to tell you, obviously you understand as a believer, God's power is greater than any medication that will ever be produced. God's word is greater than any medication. It is, his word is his medicine. God's word is his medicine. We read you Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, which shows you that. It brings healing and health to the physical body and strength. So God's word and his name and his power is greater than any other thing produced by men. But it's funny because many people put their faith in what's produced by men far more than what's produced by God. Blows my mind. I'm talking about Christian people. Put their faith far more in what's produced by men than what's produced by God. And we're not condemning you if you're on medication, if you're under a doctor's care, if you're in for surgery, whatever. We're praying with you and believing for supernatural miracles. But what we're telling you is you can get to a place by building your faith where you can have dominion over sickness and disease. I cannot tell you the last time that I was sick. I can't remember it. I cannot remember a time when I was sick. I can't remember a time where I had to be admitted to a hospital ever. Why? Because it's not just about healing. It's about when you put God first, he keeps you in supernatural health. One of the things that I pray and I thank God for every time a month passes, we're getting ready to go into March, I'll I'll say the same thing. Father, I thank you that all of February passed us by and not one sickness touched my family, not one disease touched my family, not one virus, not one bacteria touched my family, that you kept your hand of blessing upon us, your hand of healing is upon us 
through the entire month. Nothing was able to touch us. We are under your wings. And though thousand may fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, these things will never touch us. Coronavirus will never touch us. All these other issues that are floating through the world, they'll never touch us by the power of God. We are under the shadow of the almighty God. And I'll take significant time to thank him and praise him, not for healing us, for keeping us in divine health. And you can live in that place as well. One of my favorite um, stories in the Bible that I study a lot is the woman with the issue of blood. And it said she suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but had gotten no better. In fact, she got worse. Skip down to 28, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Mm -hmm. So she understood the proximity of the anointing. And since Jesus, you know, physically isn't walking down the streets anymore, you can still touch. You can still grab hold of that anointing. You can keep that anointing in your home yes. and touch it anytime you want. It's not, you know, just for uh, uh, incurable disease or, you know, a, a major thing. When you have a cold, let that offend your faith and reach out and touch the anointing. Because mm -hmm. it said daughter, which goes to show you is it belongs to children of God. You're a Christian. You're a child of God. Yeah. This belongs to you. Yes. It says your faith has made you well. Mm -hmm. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. So peace is nothing missing and nothing broken. So you can keep that uh, atmosphere, that anointing in your home, just like that lady did when she built the room for the prophet. She made a, a room for the anointing in her home. Yep. So anytime we're feeling start start to feel bad, we we like are done with it. Like we're like not having it. Where's the oil? Where's prayer? We're declaring. We're going to touch that anointing because we understand the proximity to the anointing. The closer you are and you can reach out and grab it, healing is yours. Prosperity is yours. Mm -hmm. uh, joy is yours. You can, you can get rid of anything in your home that you don't want by keeping the anointing in it. You know, mm -hmm. before we even bought this uh, miracle house that, that we purchased last year, before we even signed the dotted line, we rode over here <laughs> on bikes with oil in a basket and went out because we couldn't get in the house. So probably people were like, what is that family doing on, on the <laughs> property of that house that well, doesn't we even belong jobs. there? But we all, as a family, all five of us, put oil on our hands and we touched the outside of this home. So it's like no matter what little things have crept up since we moved in, you know, you find some unexpected things. It's always been taken care of because I always think back to that moment. We gave this house to God first. Mm -hmm. We anointed this house. The anointing is in every room. Mm -hmm. So anytime you start to feel out of sorts, you got to make sure that anointing is on your house. Yeah. That blood is on the outside of the door. And realize if there's something in your home that you don't want, there's been a door that's been left open to it. But you've got to kick it back out. Shut the door and never let it back in. Mm -hmm. You shut that door on your miracle. You shut that door on that peace, that joy. And I don't mean shut it out. I mean shut it in. Shut it Lock in. it into your home. Absolutely. And you can cultivate that atmosphere with the anointing in it. So you can be like that. 
when he's talking about our girls that were um, both battled something in the hospital, you know, we were on the road with, with Brooklyn when she battled it at three and a half months old and she stopped breathing and we had to take her to the ICU in Jacksonville. And where they took her to the emergency room, they put her in ICU. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is insane. This is not happening to my family. And, and I remember just being so mad and, and staying there and praying. And we got her numbers up and she got released. And, you know, we're on the road and we left the hospital and actually went to a meeting. You know, I encourage you parents who have children, bring your children into meetings. Thank Absolutely. the Lord for kids' classes. Yes, but if there is meetings where the miracle power of God is moving, revival's breaking out, bring your kids into that atmosphere. Let them see God. You know, my kids have been on the road from two weeks old, five weeks old, and six weeks old. And they have been in services over and over and over again. We have week-long services, and some churches do a phenomenal job. They've got things going on for the kids. But I always tell my oldest, you choose a night that, you know, because I want them to enjoy what's being provided for them. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you choose a night that you're going to come in and sit with me in service. Because I want them to see Jesus heal. And that's why they never question anything now. That's why they ask for prayer. They have seen people's eyes open, legs grow back, people who couldn't walk, people healed a disease. They've watched you, their grandfather, other Mm -hmm. ministers uh, take a death sentence off. And so they hear these words and it builds their spirit, man. So when they feel bad, they're like, you know what? I've seen this. I know Jesus heals. Mm -hmm. I might not know everything the word of God says yet on it just based on their age, but they've seen the miracle working power of God and their faith is stirred up because Mm -hmm. their spirit man never, never discredit your kids because your spirit man is not the age of their natural body. Right. And so always be feeding it by putting that first in your home. Absolutely. Ty is asking, how do you get to that level of faith? We just released five hours of teaching on mountain moving faith, how to build faith, how to grow in faith, how to acquire faith, how to use your faith, uh, what's a hindrance to your faith. Go to miraclewordu.com and uh, and check it out because I literally took the time to sit down for five hours and teach how to build faith, the Bible way, how to acquire it, how to grow it in size, how to make it stronger, how to make it functional. It's important to know that. It's the number one thing in the kingdom that you need to have. You can't even please God without faith. And so you need to understand it. And so I want to uh, I want to encourage you to go check it out at miraclewordu.com because it will help you uh, understand how to get to that level of faith. Uh, Shanda says, what if you're staying uh, at a family's home, uh, they allow sinful stuff in the house? Yes, it, you're not um, under their authority, though, Joe, though you're staying in their home. Uh, your authority is yours, you know, so you don't, you need to understand it's important that you keep to your own convictions, but just because somebody else does something doesn't mean it's affecting you, uh, in the same way. Number two, uh, or number three, I should say was, uh, making sure that you take the time to put God first in trusting him for his power. So number one, put his word first. Number two, put his house first. Number three, put his power first. And then number four, maybe we'll uh, we'll come to the close with this today. Number four is cultivate God's power and presence in your home with praise and worship. Absolutely. With praise and worship. My wife does a phenomenal job at this. 
even when I'm on the road, when I have to go by myself, one of the things my wife will do is that she'll put the services on. And if there's not a service, she'll put worship praise music on and she'll call the kids into the room. It's time to dance. It's time to praise. It's time to worship and actually gets our kids into a place where they are praising and worshiping God. We don't want them to feel like it's a weird thing to dance, a weird thing to shout, to lift their hands, to run, to jump. We want them to feel like it's second nature. It blessed me so much during this last week of signs and wonders camp meeting when it, I mean, we were having straight up praise breaks, especially that, that Friday night praise break. And I, I looked over and I see my kids out from the pew, out from the chairs, dancing at the altar, jumping, dancing. My daughter, Brooklyn, dancing all over the place. Teddy she dancing all over the last place. one dancing oh, she at danced. 30 at night. She danced <laughs> until there was no dance left. <laughs> Twirling, spinning, dancing, jumping. She was the only one up at the front going out. Uh, so un- understand this. It's very, very important uh, that you cultivate praise and worship in your home, not at church, in your home. If it's not done at home, it won't be done at church. Nobody is staunch and stoic at home and then goes to church and blows it up and praise and shout and dance and run it. You've got to be a person that's really a part of your life. We dance at home. We shout at home. We sing at home. We jump at home. We get excited here. And you know, my- when I ran last week during camp meeting, I just took off running and I turned around to run back and Maddie had followed me. Didn't even tell her I was going to run. Didn't even anything. She just like... She so jumped out and started, started running in yeah. the Holy Ghost. And that's the key. Your kids are watching you. Yeah. Your kids are watching you. You can't tell them to praise God. You have to be a praiser. Right. You know, we have one of these, you know, do what I say, not what I do mentalities in America. No, you have to be a praiser. You have to be a giver. You have to be someone who walks in the ways of God. Your kids are watching what you do. It made me, made me my heart actually melted i was my my daughter is on uh she's homeschooling as we said with alpha omega and uh, she was talking to her teacher online and uh she started recommending all of my books to her teacher now my father's authored some books that you need to read (laughs) it's like telling her teacher like if you've not read these books you you need to probably (laughs) Didn't she? Yeah, she like, gave her the name. The name she of the gave book. Her the website. The website to buy the books. And her teacher, I saw the response. I was like, "Wow, I'll have to check that out." Yeah. <laughs> but it's because your kids are watching you. You know, we'll put Maddie behind sometimes Brooklyn behind the product table if we're out during a meeting and have them help. I used to do that as as when I was young with my with my dad, and I'd be the one who ran the product table, and and they start to understand. You know, that we don't just write about these things. We don't just preach about these things. We live these things. And because they understand it's real, it's who we are, they embrace it. They embrace the power of God. They embrace the anointing of God. And that's that's a key. And praise and worship, as we know, is the quickest entrance into the presence of God. He inhabits the praises of his people. And it's a weapon against your enemies. I mean, you can't tell me that when you start praising, like not not every time you're like wanting to do it. I mean, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to be like, I'm going to praise. I'm right. going to put on music. I'm going to make myself do this. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you know, but there never comes a time I've, you, there's no way that you can stay depressed and dance around the house and giving glory to God. Cause it's like automatically when you don't feel like doing it, but you put it on anyway and mm-hmm. it starts going and you start dancing or you start praising or singing, you can feel like an actual joy. Praise brings joy. Come on, on you and it be lifted up. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day when I was driving home after I went and got the product from the church and I was praying in the car and I was like, so many people don't start their day like this. And it sets such an atmosphere mm-hmm. that like, even though it was early in the morning and I was driving home, I was like ready for the day, like energy, like it was an yeah. instant caffeine dose in my body. And I was just singing at the top of my lungs because he never lets me sing at home because he takes it off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm She's going to be singing like, a song to close the broadcast today. Yes. My praise is a weapon. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you have to make yourself. Yeah. Make yourself go for it. Not everyone wakes up. You know, we teach this and people probably think, oh, well, ministers, they always wake up and they're always like full of the joy of the Lord and they're ready to start the day and they wake up, you know, so holy. It's like, you know, actually we do wake up sleepy sometimes. Mm. We wake up sleepy, a little slow moving, grab our coffee, but you have to make yourself receive what we're teaching make yourself receive this make yourself get into it Mm -hmm. and create that atmosphere in your home no question about it and and let me let me help you with something too turn the news off turn the news off people feel like they have to have every news update that ever takes place turn it off half of it's contrived anyway probably more than half of it is contrived turn it off it's a waste it brings a heaviness Brings a heaviness on your house. Don't allow don't allow things to play on your television. There was a show that I watched for a while. I won't even mention what it was. It, it wasn't a bad show. It was a normal like, uh, you know, a network show. It, it wasn't some like horrible show, but I could feel it was it was one of those hospital dramas, and uh, I could feel the more that I watched it, there was like a heaviness on it. You know, every episode was somebody dying of something or somebody getting this or, and there was almost like this heaviness that the show carried. Now I could feel that and I could feel the more that I I watched it, the more that heaviness would try to come on me, even though it was just a show on television. And I made up my mind, I was like, I I, I don't, you know, it's, it's a good show, but I don't care for that feeling of heaviness to be on me. And I noticed there are shows, there's music, there's certain things that carry heaviness and they carry depression or they carry fear. Don't allow things to be played in your home that fill your home with heaviness or anxiety or fear or panic, depression, all those things. Don't cut that out and put things on. They're going to bring joy into the atmosphere, peace into the atmosphere. They're going to keep keep you in a place where, you know, it would be much better for people to just turn the news off and put praise music on. Praise music. And let that's exactly right. Shanda's saying Smith Wigglesworth didn't even like the newspaper in his home. Lester Summerall went to visit him, had the newspaper under his arm, and uh, and he said to, to Lester Summerall, he said, you can come in, but leave that trash outside in the bushes. So he had to leave the newspaper outside the home. And it's because he was cultivating an atmosphere in his home. And it's important to do that. Turn off what's bringing heaviness into your life and turn on what is going to bring joy, peace, faith into your home. Cultivate that atmosphere. Do everything on purpose 
We choose what we listen to on purpose. We don't listen. There's, there's, there's don't Christian. Scared of the TV. There's Christian music I won't listen to. Just you know, <laughs> use wisdom. Carolyn, I said that the other day. We People were sitting will be somewhere. Like, Get rid of TV and oh, it's all. It's the TV's not. It's what you choose to watch. So don't Carolyn, I were sitting somewhere the other day, and she was like, and weird. There was a song on, and she was like, I have a feeling that this song is from this group, which we don't care for at all because there's like, not to mention there's just goofiness. That their doctrines off, all kinds of things. But we, a song was being sung, and she was like, I have a feeling that this song is from that group because she could feel it. She searched it on Google. It was from that same group. There's Christian music we don't even listen to. Why? Because not all of it's created equal. Learn, I want the anointing. Learn, learn to operate by your spirit, man. Learn to listen to that voice. You have yeah. to train yourself. People think, you know, like, did, uh, I just don't hear him. I just I just don't hear him. You know, he's been talking to you for a long time. Yeah. You have to train yourself to listen to that voice. Yes. And be spirit-led. No question. But just like anything, you have to train yourself. And so when you make a decision on something and you commit to it and it's the peace that has led you to it and you got the joy over it, that's your spirit, man. Now... Listen to it and stick with it. So you learn that voice because when you say yes to something, your spirit man, or he's led you somewhere, this is just a side note apparently, <laughs> that he's led you somewhere, people are going to come in and try to change your mind or you'll hear something from society that it makes you rethink, well, did I make the right decision? I, uh, I just don't know. But it's like, yes, you made the right decision the first time. Stick with it. Got that voice sound. Then it comes again. So you have to train your spirit man. But just like that, you, not everything has the anointing on it. Exactly and it's right. dead just because it's sung at a spirit filled church. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Not everything is anointed. Yep. And, and I would say this. And put, it's not even put, like the words were bad. It was put just praise like, music on yeah. over worship music. You know, th there's very little great worship music. Find something that's got like praisefulness, something that's upbeat, joyful, praiseful. Put that on. Put that on. Just like... Just like go on YouTube and put like a, get a praise break playlist and just let that play for like two hours and tell me that depression hasn't run out of your house after two hours of praise breaks. Never be sad with us. I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it's praise is a weapon. Praise is a key to coming into the joy of the Lord. And it's important. Fill your house. It's important. Cultivate the power of God in your house through the word, making the word first, his house first his power first and praise him first. Yep. And we could stay on here for three more hours and keep talking about the power of God, but you need to understand these are foundational. These are foundational. Did you want to read something? Yeah, it, it just coming to me earlier was Psalms 9, 1 through 3. I will praise you, Lord, with my heart, with all my heart. I will tell of your marvelous things you've done. Mm -hmm. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Your, my enemies retreated. They staggered and died when you appeared. Mm -hmm. So when you just said that when you praise, it's your weapon and the presence of God appears, it just says that. My enemies retreated and they staggered and died when you appeared. So when mm -hmm. you praise and the presence of God is brought in, your enemies die yeah. and they retreat. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, was that the um, verse that that Eddie James song is based off? What? My enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. That Maybe. one? 
Yeah, I think breakthrough? that's... Breakthrough? Yeah. Oh. Breakthrough. I don't know. You are the God. Yeah. I love uh, that song. I'll I'd have to look time. at it. He probably did it on the he King has a James new album Lucanus. out. Does he? It's good. It's live with Daniel Colindo. He was over Dude, there with they him. Stumbled I, and fell. I bet. I bet that is the the uh, Psalm nine. Hold on. Yep, that's it. My Spotify. No, it just searched my name, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. <laughs> You'll find me on Spotify. And I have one album right now. We're getting ready to put another one out, a live album. Then we're going to be putting more music out. Uh, to continue to give you guys something. Featuring me on one of them. Yeah, do it again. Uh, I'll make this your microphone. (laughs) Go ahead. That's your studio mic. Uh, She's basically like Mariah Carey, folks. Yeah, I can hit that note. That's Carolyn Carey. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to pray for your families today. And don't forget tomorrow. This is very, very important before we do anything else. Tomorrow is the text in Friday live Q&A 10.30 10.30 a.m., Carolyn's going to be back. We're taking your questions by text live and answering them. So if you haven't signed up yet, go to miracleword.com forward slash text and uh, and fill out the form and be a part of that. We're going to pray. I want to pray for your family and ask God to bless you. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you now to bless every family. I pray that you would do this. Put a hedge of protection around every home. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that you would keep them from harm and danger, sickness, disease, calamity, even, Father, depression, anxiety, whatever would try to enter the home. Let the barrier of your blood surround that home. Touch every child, every husband, every wife. Let that be a home of peace and joy in Jesus' name. Use them to see a mighty harvest of souls come in before Jesus comes back. We thank you, Lord, for it, that you're keeping us in perfect peace because our minds are stayed on you. Give us the strength and the hunger to keep you first in everything that we do in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I'm so happy to have my wife on with me today. I love this girl. We want to encourage you to sow a seed into the ministry today. And uh, we're getting ready. I'm excited about this. In just a few weeks, really, my wife and I are getting on a plane. We're going to be flying to South Africa. Uh, when we get back, I'll be flying to Kingston, Jamaica, all within a few weeks, ministering. Doors are opening literally around the world. Uh, doors are open again in Brazil. Doors are open in the UK. We're putting all these dates together, but we're leaving to go minister together in South Africa. And then again, uh, I'll be in Jamaica before we come back for West Virginia camp meeting. And so I want to encourage you to sow a seed by faith today and stand with us in partnership as we're doing everything God's called us to do to see this generation changed before it's too late, before Jesus comes. One of the things we have to keep in mind is that when Jesus comes, it will be too late for those that have not yet received him as savior. We know that the tribulation will take place. What we're doing is everything we can possibly do to see souls saved, to see people healed, delivered, and changed before it's too late. Let me tell you a verse of scripture that you should always keep in your mind for the rest of your life. That's the gospel of John and chapter nine, where Jesus said to his disciples, we must work the works of him who sent me while it's still daytime. For the night is coming where no man can work speaking about the time that it would be too late to do the work of the kingdom. That time is coming very soon. Look around you. 
at the things that are happening all over the world. Pestilence, famine, war, rumors of wars. Many have come claiming to be the Christ. Jesus said these are signs of the second coming, not the rapture, the second coming. If we're already seeing signs for the second coming, how much closer are we to the rapture than we ever have been before? Everything's in place and we have just a short amount of time left. That's why we're doing everything we can to see the gospel preached and souls saved, people changed before night comes, the Bible says. That's when it's too late. And so we're gonna pray again really quickly. And I want you to ask the Lord today what he would have you to sow by faith in this seed opportunity today that will put you in position to be blessed financially. See, that's how your house is blessed financially, by sowing seed. By sowing seeds of faith, it brings a harvest back into your home. So Father, speak to every man and woman today. Give them an instruction from heaven. Tell them what you'd have them to sow. And as they do, we thank you that a harvest is quickly coming back, that this is their year of violent increase and expedited favor in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, the information's all on your screen. If you'd like to sow a seed, uh, you can go to our website, miracleword.com, and you can sow a one-time seed there, or you can partner with us on a monthly basis. Go to the partner tab and fill out the form, and you can sow a seed monthly to stand with us. For every person that sows $85 or more this month, we're sending you this book by my friend, Pastor Alan DeDio, Encounter, forward by Dr. Rod Parsley. This is a powerful book about how you can have an encounter with the Holy Ghost. Stay on fire for God and keep the fire burning. Every believer needs this book and we're gonna send it to you as our gift to you. And then every person that's sowing $1,000 or more this month, we're gonna send you this beautiful life application study Bible in genuine leather. Uh, this is the New Living Translation. I showed some more about this yesterday. I love this study Bible. It has so many resources in it to go deeper in Bible study. You know, we have people write all the time. They say, you know, how, how can I better study the Bible? Or what are some keys to studying the Bible? This is a major key right here, having a good study resource in front of you. This has backgrounds and history to each book, gives you the vital statistics, the themes, the mega themes. It even gives you profiles of Bible characters, tons of maps, timelines, everything you need to know to study uh, different portions of the Bible. And uh, it, it's phenomenal. We're gonna send you this uh, as a blessing to you. Those of you that are sowing a thousand or more to stand with us in partnership, we're gonna sign it and make it out to your family as well as this book by my friend, Pastor Alan DiDio. Thank you for sowing. Those of you, if you're using PayPal, the information's on the screen. And uh, we are now accepting Cash App and Venmo. For those of you that wanna give via app, the username for both is MWGive. And you can see it on the screen there. MWGive, for Cash App, you need to use the dollar sign before it. And I think for Venmo, it's the at sign, just like uh, Instagram or Twitter. And, and you can sure that way. if you have yeah. given, you have to go to claim your offer on our on our website. Yep, it's, and there's the URL right there, miracleword.com forward slash so offer. It, you gotta come and get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if you'd like to receive yeah. this gift after you sow, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. And we, because the reason we do this also is because sometimes when people give by cash app or another means, we don't have your mailing address. 
And so it helps us also to have your mailing address to know where to send uh, your gift uh, when you have given your offering. So but thank you. But another reason we do it, mm-hmm. Brother Ted, do you know or are you nervous? No, no, I no, do know. Kidding. The other reason we do it is because sometimes what we're offering is something you may have. Mm-hmm. So we have a drop down yep. on the claim your offer you form. You can choose an and offer. And you can actually choose an offer. So if it's something that we're we're giving away for that month that you either already have, or maybe you're like, oh, I see something else on that drop down that mm-hmm. you'd rather have, you can do that. So that's why we want you to go ahead and if you have given yep. 85 or more, make sure you go to the claim your offer so then we can get that book out to you. And once again, um, that's miracleword.com forward slash offer. And yeah. that way you can make the choice. So if, you, if you've if you given this month and you didn't go do it, it's not too late. Right. Just go there, put your name in, the amount you gave and mm-hmm. what you choose to receive in the mail and we'll get that out to you. Absolutely. And then don't forget, tomorrow's our day for the texting Q&A. And I want to say one more time for those that are now on at, at a later time. Um, the new magazine's getting ready to come out. If you haven't had a chance to sign up, please do. But we want to hear from those of you that are Miracle Word University students. And so how it's impacted you, how you've enjoyed it, what it's meant to you. And uh, this is easily found, miracleword.com forward slash next. Because it's a short little survey, maybe three minutes it'll take you. Uh, we want to hear what you'd like to hear next on the courses Uh, what you'd like us to teach, what you want to learn more about, and then a testimonial. We want to print this up for people that are receiving the magazine and they may have never experienced Miracle Word University before, but they want to know what it's like, how you've enjoyed it. Whether we like it or not, one of the main ways we choose anything in 2020 is by other people's reviews. I make sure, if I see two of the exact same thing on Amazon and they're both five-star reviews, I will always choose the one that has 6,000 five-star reviews over the one that has 400 because we just, we somehow trust what other people have said about I a product. I do anything. I like do it about anything. Wayfair, I make sure I want to see people's yeah. pictures in their review. Totally. I'm like, I want to see what this looks like. Is it for real? <laughs> and we know that Miracle Word use a blessing, but many times people like to hear what you have to say about it and how you've experienced it and how it's, what it's meant to you personally. So miracleword.com forward slash next. And uh, if you do that for me, it would mean a lot. I'd really appreciate it. If you've not gotten a chance to subscribe to our YouTube channel, please do so. Uh, We really, really appreciate that as well. And we're always putting, we have, I think, well over a hundred and some. You've got what, 19,000 you're going on? I think it's like 18,000 and something. Wow. But we've got well over a hundred videos to build your faith. Nine subscribers. I'm just kidding. I don't even have a YouTube channel. <laughs> you should have one of you just doing songs, no, I singing. Got it too much. No, your singing channel. Going on. How are you ever going to be discovered by a record label if you don't put up a YouTube channel of you Listen, singing? Listen, I just want to keep God first, and I might fall to pray to the world, you know, and be you might like, go secular. Oh, I, I might be on like Doctor Dre's. Uh, she might go full secular Dr. if she starts Dre's, singing. I don't even know what it's called. What his <laughs> label? <laughs> Dr. Dre's going to sign you? I might get picked up for that. Are you going to rap? I might like not, you know, serve dr- the Lord anymore. If and I, I want to do that. So if I, I drop do a beat not right want now, a YouTube channel. If I drop a beat right now, will you rap? No. Please. No. Just do one freestyle. I leave that just for you. In do private. a freestyle. No. Come on. Move on, Ted. What about a song? If I play a little song, will Move you on. sing? Lord, I give you my heart. <laughs> Why does that have to be like the whitest? Give you my soul. Worship song. 
Why are you saying, why are you identifying that song as white? Because. Maybe that song's black. No. Pam, help me out. <laughs> See, Pastor Alan Meshagan wants to hear a song now. Now. You ready? No. You're my all. You're, You're the, the best. best. You're, You're my, my righteousness. And I love you. <laughs> the songs I could rap aren't you, you songs should, you can rap. No, because you learned them all because you, before you got saved. Yeah. Back when you were still serving the devil. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys, man. And Thanks for hanging. Black. Don't forget that. You did that? Yeah. And I had those big gauges, but see, I got my ears fixed. You didn't have gauges. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, I used to sag my pants back in the day. But I but did no listen longer. to a lot I wear of rap. a belt. I will say. I used cool. to listen. I was the most country dude ever living you in were. West Virginia. It's like a blonde afro. Cut, cutting my grass with a push mower with my Walkman with those little steel. Remember the Sony steel oh, uh, had, aluminum headphones? And it had Listening like the to puffy. rap. Yeah, the puffy, the the black puffy ear, listening to rap music in 1996. Oh, yeah. I was big on rap. (laughs) We were just a couple of gangsters, guys. Yep. Now you can't tell because we've become so refined. (laughs) We love you. We love you very much. Tomorrow morning, Carolyn's going to rap. Sometimes, to open the broadcast. I'm cleaning the house. I put on that 90s music (laughs) I did the other day. 90s playlist. 90s playlist. It was such emotional rock rock and roll in the 90s. But all of it, it all of it came on. People had issues. It was like TLC came on the list. You had Everybody. It was all clean. Let me just but tell it was you guys like a something. 90s album. Just do do me a favor then those of you that are watching. It went from like Matchbox 20. Listen, just don't <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls, okay? Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Cuz I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> Yeah, scrub songs. is a guy who can't get no love from me. I know it's too. I'm doing a Beastie Boys. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Oh, was that man. what Maddie chose on this? Yeah. Well, there's a roller coaster. No, there's at- a roller coaster at Universal, and it's it's all clean songs. But you, it's called um, Rip Ride Rocket. Rip, Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. But it's it's like you get to listen to music in your ears. So you, you have choose a song. There's like genres. five or six songs. <laughs> and she only chooses VC Boys because she's seen her dad choose it on the ride. See, your kids do what they see you do. Yeah, I picked the Beastie Boys song. I can't remember what it was. But I said, Maddie, I was like, because she doesn't know any of the songs. It's all like songs from the 90s. Yeah. And um, I was like, Maddie, what do you choose? And she goes, well, I tried to search for Social Club. <laughs> but since They don't have that on there. they don't have Social Club, I just choose Beastie Boys because that's what dad <laughs> chose. Must be safe <laughs> to choose because dad chose it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I can't even remember what the song is. It's not the um, it's not the one everybody's thinking of, but it's it is a famous one. But I, I can't even think because I was never a Beastie Boys fan. But I've seen I've heard that song like multiple times in movies, and I was like, man, I didn't want like modern R and B or hip hop. Every like song you're going down a death drop. Yeah, on a, every song sounds the same now. Barry Manilow. I had dinner with him once in high school. Not just her and Barry, but there were other people there. <laughs> my my friend's dad was the um, manager manager for Liza Minnelli. So we went down to somebody's doing some name dropping. We went down to the intercoastal to a house Barry was renting. Me and Barry had dinner. <laughs> 
And I'm going to be honest with you, I've never been able to live up to Barry Manilow, folks. Is he still alive? <sighs> Fight for the right to party. I don't know. If he is, he won't be alive much longer if I have anything to do about it. Facebook, that is not a threat against Barry Manilow's life. I promise you. It's true. I can't deal with it. It is. That, that was not it. Now, let me tell you. Ted knows how to rap. Intergalactic, planetary, planetary, that's intergalactic. The one. No, that's not that's the one. That's not it? Yeah, it no. is. Yeah, it is. That's Matt, the one Maddie from the, would tell you. From the she Rip Ride know. Rocket? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I was thinking about the one where they scream at the beginning. It's like, ah. It's not for the one I choose. I can't remember. But you can rap like today's songs. You're really good at it. No, I'm not. Yeah, it all sounds just like what you're about to do. I'm not doing it. Yeah, go. No. That's every song. Every song is that. It's every song for rap nowadays. Rap was better in the 90s. I can't deal with it. I will admit. Rap was better in the 80s. We're talking the Sugar Hill Gang. I said a hip hop, the hip, the hippie to the hip. All right, that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, We love you. Brooklyn? I don't don't know anything about the Beastie Boys. I don't know anything about them either. They were Beastie and they were boys. At least back then, they were actually could call themselves boys. Where are they now? Huh? Where are they now? No, it's like now if you try to say, well, we're guy, I'm a male, I'm a female. Well, don't be, don't be so hardcore on identifying yourself. Maybe they're not truly boys. We're the beastie. Lip Biscuit ident- is one of the ones you can play on that. Uh huh. I think she knows what she's talking about. Sometimes I play that, Jody. Jody, Jody, and Carolyn need prayer. Let's just everybody stretch your hands towards them as we end this broadcast. I can't stand it. I know you've landed. Yeah, what song is that, Matt? See, he's over acting like he doesn't listen Matt, to him ever. And he's singing no, I, all that, the ones those that lyrics come. I remember. That's the one that I chose. What 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 is that song, Matt? Tell me quickly. I can't stand it. I know you've landed. That that's the song. That they play on the ride. I think so. That's the one. Come on, Matt. It was one of Steven Seagal's movies. <laughs> Is it really? It probably was. I've heard it in multiple movies. And now I want to know the name before we go off the air. What is the name of that song? Beastie Boys lyrics. I can't stand it. I know you planned it. Sabotage. Sabotage. That's the one. I think that's the one on the ride. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but I think it is. I think it is. We love you guys. Don't miss tomorrow, 1030 a.m. Text in your questions. If you haven't done so yet, Go sign up for the text, miracleword.com forward slash text, and uh, come be a part of it. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. We love you guys. You know what I'm going to do? If anybody's watching that has not gotten a chance to check out, um, (laughs) no, we found it. It's sabotage, Matt. Come on. Um, Those of you that haven't got a chance to check out Miracle Word University, See the preview. We're going to roll just a preview for you guys of Miracle Word University to end the broadcast today. We love you. Thanks to my beautiful wife. I'm not shaking your hand. <laughs> I love you. I'll sing Mariah Carey to you later. Which one? Always be my baby. Do 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 That's all you get. <laughs> But that song came on the other day, and I was screaming it from the top of my lungs. I'm gonna do it when we leave this broadcast. Oh wow! I'll be. I'm gonna be a I'm part gonna, of that. I'm gonna grab my um, microphone spoons. That who sent you that Caitlin? microphone spoon? Caitlin did it. Thank you, Caitlin. It's been a joy here in the house. 
<laughs> you sounded like your uh, your um, uh, Joanne that said it at our wedding. Man, Joy, Teddy's a real. What don't take his say? sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love you guys. Barry Manilow is like 76 now. Go, Carolyn. <laughs> is he? He's still alive? Still alive. Not for much he longer, in high though. School. Love you guys. Have a great one. Love you, Brother Rodney. We'll check you guys tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Enjoy the preview. We'll talk to you soon. So in this video, I want to quickly show you something that I was speaking about in a previous video, and that is when we were talking about the measure of faith, uh, one of the warnings that uh, I give you and that you find in the scripture is to not exceed your measure of faith. And there's a reason that we talk about this. It is, I mentioned in the uh, previous video that it's damaging to you if you try to operate outside of your measure of faith in the same way that it would be, uh, I use the analogy of going to the gym. And if you tried to lay down on the bench press and put more weight on the bar than your body can handle, although you might be able to get to that weight one day, you're not there today. And so trying to operate in that level of strength when you're not there would end up being damaging to your body. If you didn't injure your uh, shoulders or strain your muscles lifting that weight, you would actually just drop the weight on yourself and maybe crush your chest. And so it's important to understand you should never exceed your measure of faith. As we showed you in Romans chapter 12, the Bible says God has apportioned or dealt out to every man a measure of faith. And so it's important that you understand that you are currently at a certain level of faith. And uh, as we read that, uh, I'll read it to you from the NASB in this video, uh, Romans 12, 3. The Bible says, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. So there is a measure. It's at a certain level right now. You should never try to do things that are beyond that level. I'll give you an example of that in a bit, but let's look at 1 Corinthians 7, 17. 1 Corinthians 7, 17. Listen to this. Paul writes, only as the Lord has assigned to each one, as God has called each in this manner, let him walk. And so I direct, only as the Lord has assigned to each one, as God has called each in this manner, let him walk. So don't walk outside of the manner in which God's called you and assigned you and purposed you. Let's go on. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Listen to this. But we will not boast beyond our measure. You see that? We'll not boast beyond our measure, but within the measure of the sphere which God apportioned to us as a measure to reach even as far as you. For we are not overextending ourselves as if we did not reach you, for we were the first to come even as far as you in the gospel of Christ. So understand what Paul's teaching here. We're not, not going beyond what we should be doing. We are operating within the sphere of our apportioned measure of faith. It's important to stay within your measure. Ephesians chapter four and verse seven, the Bible says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure 
of Christ's gift. And then finally, let me read to you 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 11. The Bible says, whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God, and whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verses of scripture that I'm reading you, you can see and understand that there's a measure of faith in in which you're currently standing, that God has blessed you with and that you've grown to that level that as Paul taught, you should never try to operate outside of your measure of faith. And one of the ways to ensure that you never operate outside the measure of your faith, and this is so very important to listen and adhere to this thought phase. And I'd say it's the best way to ensure you'll never operate outside your measure of faith to the harm of yourself, your family, your ministry, whatever is to only ever do what God called you to do and only ever do what he is directing you to do. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.